It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us. I've been looking forward to speaking with a gentleman who's written a big book about uh, really everything you wanted to know about Tucker Carlson. Chadwick Moore is with us. As you know, uh, he's also been on the Tucker Carlson Show uh, many, many times. And he had uh, unprecedented access to Carlson's professional and personal life. Hundreds of hours of interviews, and uh, we welcome welcome to the program, Chadwick. Hey, thanks for having me on. Great to be with you. It's quite a book, quite a book, and uh, it's a big book. And, of course, uh, I've, I've got to jump in right away because Tucker Carlson, as far as we know, uh, had the biggest ratings ever on cable news. Obviously, uh, people loved watching his show. It, it does seem a little strange that he's not on, but... Um, I've heard so many different reasons why he's not on Fox anymore. Can you get us close to the real truth here? It's it's ideological. Uh, there's no other way to look at it, to be honest. Um, and now the circumstances of Dominion, the Dominion settlement being six days before his show was taken off the air, mm-hmm. I've had sources say to me that it was a condition, sources who I trust and I don't think, who I think know what's going on, say to me it was a condition in the lawsuit with Dominion. Uh, but, of course, Dominion and Fox have both denied this. So if that isn't true, which it may be, I don't know, uh, uh, if that isn't true, I think it's very clear that Fox leadership was using Dominion in that situation as uh, an excuse and a scapegoat to get rid of Tucker. Uh, it's clear that it's ideological, not only because they are trying to silence Tucker right now as we speak. Uh, they're sending him cease and desist letters because he's talking on Twitter. Uh, they are also, in one fell swoop, fired his entire production team. This is the highest-performing uh, group of producers in cable news history. That's very unusual for cable news, especially at Fox, because people are hired to work for a network, not for a show. But his team was with him for basically the entire run of the show. They were very close. Um, they're very tight. They're very, they trusted one another deeply. Um, and also, you know, we've got people like uh, Paul Ryan, who's on the board of Fox News, getting out there and saying on TV uh, he will support anyone for president except Donald Trump in the next election. I don't know if that means also Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. I assume it does. Uh, so it's, um, it's, I think, resoundingly clear at this point that it was ideological. Well, you know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, Tucker was fair sometimes if he, he thought a Republican was... Uh, doing a bad job he would say something i don't know and then you think well because they had to pay out all that money they didn't want to pay him that much and it's just uh well like you it doesn't make any sense to me and then of course you know as well as i do all the fantasy stories that are coming out that tucker did this tucker did that he said this and that must be frustrating for him huh well the funny thing is this fox is still paying him He's still an employee of Fox News. He's still under contract. His contract expires right after the next presidential election. He's still getting a weekly paycheck from Fox. He's being paid to not have a show. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And Fox doesn't want to let him out of that contract. He desperately would like out of that contract. He's anxious to get his next thing going, but he can't right now because of that. So it wasn't that they didn't want to pay more money to him. They're still paying him. Uh, and... Uh, Again, he's, of course, uh, the, the closest Fox has come to giving an explanation. They've still not given him an explanation. I've interviewed him a couple times since his show was taken off the air and, and put it into the book, updated the book. 
we began working on this book um, well over a year ago. So, uh, you know, this was well before anyone had any idea that the show would be taken off the air. And uh, they've still not given him an explanation. The closest they've come was they went to the New York Times. I guess they're very friendly with the New York Times. Uh, and told them it was because of a racist text message he sent to one of his producers, which, of course, the producer didn't think was racist. Uh, mm-hmm. No one thought the text message was racist. And uh, I also wrote about that text message in the book and got his reaction to it. So that's the closest Fox has come to giving the explanation. But, of course, that wasn't directly to Tucker himself. As you mentioned, uh, which I wasn't aware of, they fired everybody that helped produce that show. And uh, I used to watch him and say, boy, he's got, he's got quite a team behind him. Some of the things they would come up with. So they lost a lot of oh, good yeah. people there. Yeah, they, uh, so initially about, there were about, about um, 20 people who worked across his three shows. And uh, initially, a lot of them, his, his executive producer, Justin Wells, was, uh, he, he's the man, he's Tucker's right-hand man, he's in charge of all things Tucker World. He was fired the same day that Tucker's show was taken off the air uh, in a coordinated hit. He got a phone call the same time Tucker did. Uh, then some of the um, some people left the network uh, and just said no, we want to follow Tucker. Uh, and then on July, um, I believe it was July 13th, it was right around then. Uh, Fox News fired the remaining people on the show, and uh, they basically I, I, I published actually emails that were sent out that said, uh, um, you know, we'll be waiting for you at, at nine o'clock when your show ends tonight. Well, because they're working on that that fake show that filled in that that uh, 18 hour. Uh, we'll be waiting outside of the control room to take your badges and to march you out of the building. And uh, a lot of those people, if not all of them, have now um, rejoined Tucker. So he's, uh, and I believe he's probably paying them out of his own pocket right now. Uh, you know, he, he very much looked after the people who worked for him. He was, you know, by, I didn't find anyone who said he was a bad boss or, or had anything negative to say about him. Even people who didn't work on a show at Fox really loved him in the times that they met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's a testament, I think, to, to what, his leadership qualities and how, maybe how much people adored him. Uh, now, uh, you know, thankfully a lot of those people will be with him on his next venture. So we can safely say that after the election he can go to any network or any show that he wants. There's nothing else in the contract that says he can't? Yeah, the contract will be up then. So, uh, But, you know, Tucker told me that, uh, and the team told me that, I think he's planning to start his own thing. I think he wants to be his own boss now. I don't think he's probably going to go to another network. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably uh, currently raising some money to start his own uh, media venture. Okay, well, it'll be interesting. Now, your book uh, covers a lot about his story, and it, it's quite a story. I know he was on other networks. I, I know that uh, people were, some ugly people actually uh, literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Chadwick, that uh, he had to move from his home because some of those morons in the news gave his address. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. So this was right after uh, the 2018 midterms, um, a day or two after, uh, Antifa attacked his home. Uh, his wife, Susie, was home alone, mm-hmm. and uh, they tried to break down the door. Uh, and after that, um, they decided to leave D.C., where they where they lived, uh, you know, their entire basically their entire married life. Uh, they, you know, relocated to the woods of Maine. And um, when they did that, the New York Times was trying to dox his location in Maine. And they sent a reporter up there to try to figure out where he lived and oh, get the on that. Yeah, so that's how these people operate. 
So tell me about, about your book. You cover a lot of, uh, you know, really a lifetime thing in the book when I'm reading about it. And um, I imagine that people might be surprised at somehow we started and things like that. Uh, just give us a little bit of what we're going to find in the book. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, not just um, Tucker's entire life from birth until the book ends two weeks after the show was taken off the air. Um, but we even go before that into his father, his father's life, his father's childhood. His father is Tucker's uh, greatest mentor uh, and inspiration. I met his father, Dick, uh, and got to know him pretty well and learned a lot about him. And even before that, we get into his family history to, you know, a couple hundred years ago when, when his ancestors immigrated to the U.S. So we go that far back uh, until um, uh, uh, May 2023. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I hope that people... What they, I hope that people get from the book what I saw in Tucker and over the year that I was working on this. And that was, you know, a very three-dimensional human being who's not just this caricature as he's portrayed uh, in, in the media and especially by the left. And uh, someone who's, you know, really interested in, in, even though he doesn't consider himself a deep intellectual, but someone who's really interested in the bigger questions over perhaps just politics per se. And, um, you know, that's, that's sort of the person that I met, and that's that's sort of the person that I, I, I wrote about in the book. And, of course, he had you on his show a few times. I, I remember seeing you. Yeah, I was on the show for um, basically the whole run of the show, early 2017. Really? My first yeah. appearance. And, uh, and then, weirdly, I was on the last episode of the show, which was August, uh, I'm sorry, April 21st, which, of course, we didn't know was going to be the last episode. Interesting, you know, when Bill O'Reilly, and, and that also seemed to be a mystery when, when he was let go of the show, he went on vacation, never came back, uh, but there was a lot of, and I don't even know if all that was true or not, but who was going to replace him, and then he just stepped in and bingo. Yeah, that's, and, and that also goes with the Fox leadership mindset, that they looked at people like O'Reilly especially O'Reilly, and, uh, but others like Glenn Beck, Megyn Kelly, um, even all those people left under different circumstances, uh, they viewed themselves as, well, we recovered from that. If we recovered from O'Reilly, we'll recover from anything. So getting rid of Tucker is not a big deal. They, uh, you know, Fox management thinks that they know better than their audience. This is, like, notoriously known. Um, they sort of look down on their audience. They believe that uh, people will watch them no matter what, and they can behave any way they want to because they're Fox News and that they believe their brand is more important than any personality. And while that may be true for many shows and most of cable news, um, I think that what they failed to realize is Tucker Carlson had become a political movement, not just a talk show host, and that he was bringing people to cable at a time when many were leaving and who wouldn't normally be there. Uh, and it doesn't look like those people have come back. You know, he, he was uh, also came to prominence at a time when not only is a political landscape paradigm shifting and being turned on its head, but also the media landscape. And Fox management simply believed they could, for whatever reason, they fired him. I personally believe it's ideological. I think the evidence is there that it doesn't matter. Uh, people will be upset for a week or two, and then they'll get over it. We're Fox News. We're unstoppable. Uh, and um, we can replace him with anyone. And uh, it doesn't look like necessarily that, that those numbers are um, working in their favor now. So, Chadwick, uh, you talk about some of the maybe more controversial things. For instance, the uh, Thor in the Ukraine, where um, Tucker was one of the few talk show hosts that said, you know, we, we 
shouldn't be be careful getting involved and uh, mostly everybody disagreed with that do you think that was one of the uh, situations personally yes i do uh and i asked tucker directly about that and he you know he 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 says he can't know for sure but what he did tell me is that uh you know the murdochs especially lachlan murdoch actually went and had dinner with him um you know around the time that tucker was getting a lot of flack for questioning the u.s involvement in the war in ukraine mm-hmm. and essentially said to him that you know uh the, the, the murdochs are big pro-war people they love Zelensky. they love what's happening in ukraine uh but you know he told tucker that that you know we're happy to disagree and i'm not going to tell you what to say on your show and you're entitled to your opinion so tucker said to me you know he's always super grateful for that to have a boss that let him disagree publicly um but uh you know ukraine is one of those handful of issues that tucker did take the counter narrative on whether it was day six ukraine uh you know covid and 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 the covid vaccine uh that probably upset a lot of people i mean it seems though that some big investors in fox news and in news corp you know have a lot of interest in war in ukraine or making probably a lot of money on it uh black rock being one of them uh, so, you know, if, if there was a financial reason behind it, I could imagine that, you know, the war in Ukraine is more important to some powerful interests that control News Corp than uh, perhaps ratings at 8 p.m. on Fox News. I thought it was uh, refreshing that he, whether I agreed with him or not, that he had the, uh, the Ozbut to, you know, give his opinion. And that was a different one than most of them were giving. And um, I respected that. You know, I've still a mixed of emotions on it. So, uh that was one of the things I liked about him. Now, there's one thing in particular, and, and I wonder if Chadwick, if it is in your book, and that is uh, about January 6th, something that uh, Tucker talked about many, many times. There was a, a guy, I wrote down his name, and now I can't find it, but I think you'll know who I'm talking about, who was actually influencing people to go into the state capitol, obviously on film, on video, trying to get people to be disruptive, and no one knows what happened to this guy, and for we don't know if he was ever arrested, and I don't think he was. Uh, that's right. His name is Ray Epps. Yeah, uh, Ray Epps. Tucker that's it. Talked yeah. a lot about him on his show, mm-hmm. uh, and and everything he said is is correct. Uh, and you know, Tucker was simply um, you know asking some questions about who this guy was. Uh, he's been um, he's been treated like a like a celebrity and a hero. This Ray Epps guy by uh, the J Six Committee, by the Democrats on that committee, and by the mainstream media who've really taken his cause to defend him against Tucker Carlson's questions about who he was and why he was there that day and why he's not been arrested. Uh, And uh, actually, I saw Tucker's monologue that he planned to read on air on April 24th, which which, uh, would have been his last episode. Uh, He was taken off air that morning before Mm -hmm. he got to air that show. And his monologue was all about Ray Epps that day. Uh, and, um, And also that evening, he planned to start airing his interview with Capitol Police Chief Sun. Uh, and uh, he was taken off the air. That interview then became the property of Fox News, so he couldn't do anything with it. But he's since gone on Twitter and re-interviewed Sun uh, with, um, I, I can only imagine, with, with you know the same questions he had asked in that previous interview. I have not heard anything about Ray Epps anywhere else. That's amazing. Yeah. I could it, be it wrong, is. but I haven't. Boy, if that doesn't make you suspicious about something, I don't know what else. You know, people, some people went to jail and they didn't do nearly as much as Ray Epps did to promote uh, people getting disruptive. It's a strange one. Right, you've got, yeah, you've just got people meandering around the Capitol who were, 
some of that video shows invited in. Doors were opened by by police officers letting them into the building that day, and they've been some of them are still sitting in jail uh, without trial, uh, rotting away in a jail, a federal prison. Uh, but this guy who's on camera telling people we have to go into the Capitol, I can't remember his exact words were something to that effect, um, encouraging people to storm the Capitol, uh, he is instead being protected by the forces that are persecuting everyone else. It sure makes you think, Chadwick, that they there was a part of uh, some of the talking heads that were really grateful that it did get out of hand, and they never, you know, there was warnings about getting the National Guard there, and... Uh, they never did anything about that. It makes you wonder if uh, they were excited about it going awry. Oh yeah, uh, they uh, and well, and their their reaction in the the over two years since you know proves that they absolutely love this. They keep talking about it. Keep, what would they be talking about? What would they have been talking about for the last two years if not this? They mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's it's uh, uh, it's a religion to them now, uh, and it's they're trying to make this settled history. But of course. A lot of things just don't add up. And Tucker was the only person in mainstream media simply asking questions, you know. And then the more questions he asked, <laughs> the more he dug deeper, the more things really became strange and nonsensical. And a lot of influence, too. Wasn't he able to get some uh, some video of something that, uh, some things that were held back? Is that true? So, yes, yeah, so Speaker McCarthy released 16,000 hours of surveillance footage to Tucker's team, uh, and they were going through it. Uh, in their reporting, they got one, at least one defendant released, and that was the infamous, uh, we, we called him QAnon Shaman. This was a young man with the buffalo horn hat on that, that your listeners may remember seeing pictures of. Tucker's reporting uh, from those videos, the inside surveillance cameras, got him released from prison. Um, uh, that was amazing. Uh, we don't know what else is in that footage. I believe that footage is now the property of Fox News. And um, just a guess, they won't do anything with it. Uh, but I know that his team was still going through a lot of that when he was taken off the air. So, Chadwick, obviously you're not going to be on Fox News uh, promoting your book. <laughs> that would be... No, I was, uh, so I was on more shows than just Tucker's. I was on Greg Gutfeld's show and a couple others um, within... Two hours when we announced the book back in May, uh, when we announced it for pre-sale, I was uh, removed from all my upcoming appearances, and uh, Greg Gutfeld blocked me on Twitter, which I thought was kind of insulting and hurtful and weird. Uh, but uh, so safe to say, I am now banned at Fox, just like Tucker, which is you know obviously fine. I'd much rather come and talk to you than go on Fox News. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's pressured me yet, so I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good shape here. Now, is it true that if, uh, in other words, if Tucker gets this amazing interview and gets information that nobody else gets uh, with some of the things he's doing, um, Fox cannot carry any of that. Is that correct? They have, uh, so immediately after he was taken off the air, a memo went out that they're not allowed to say the name Tucker on air. (laughs) He is, um, in typical Fox fashion, he's been um, completely unpersoned. You know, when someone leaves the network or, or they decided someone shouldn't be on air, they pretend that person not only doesn't exist, but never existed. Uh, so that's where you can... So whenever Tucker breaks news, which he's done multiple times uh, on Twitter, and uh, also when he um, uh, moderated a, a, a summit in Iowa from, for Republican primary candidates, uh, Fox can't report on it. And if they do, they have to cut him out of any footage, and they can't really say where they got the footage from or say his name. Um, so, you know, that's... Uh, uh, 
must be very frustrating for the real journalists at Fox who, you know, and there are plenty of course. who uh, do believe in reporting what's happening. He was very well, he appeared to be very well liked at Fox uh, from the people that he worked with. So, uh, and you know that more than I do with the, with your book. Now, he, uh, you cover his years. Was he at CNN? Is that where he was? Yeah, he was at uh, CNN and also MSNBC before MSNBC. MSNBC. Uh, the hard left turn. I guess so. So he was there, and then uh, I guess he had to be middle of the road in those days, or was he always Tucker or whatever's on your mind? Well, he always uh, he's always taken the stance that he you know he hates a party line hack, and even mm-hmm. when because uh, he got his start in um, uh, print, he, he was a print guy, a magazine guy, and uh, you know he always would take Republicans to task when he felt they were being dishonest mm-hmm. or simply towing the party line and not thinking for themselves. He still very much had that on CNN and on MSNBC. I just think that he's was a little more a part, he was a little more of the Beltway there. He you know he was traveled in those circles. Um, but he certainly came to his own in the Fox years more, where uh, I think he just really got fed up of this world and culture he knew so well and, and really wanted to speak mm-hmm. out against it. How did you become close with uh, Tucker that you got many hours with putting this book together? I mean, I honestly don't know why he trusted me so much, but he did. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he told me he, he read my work all the time in The Spectator, where I write columns and, and other places, and mm-hmm. you know, he said he was a big fan of my work, and just being on the show with him for many years um, is how he knew me and how we got to know each other, but I hadn't spent any personal time with him at all until we started working on this book. And, you know, of course, I'm honored and, and extremely grateful he trusted me. He, he never asked to see a word. He never asked uh, to know what was in the book before it was published. He just um, completely trusted me, invited me to stay in his home, uh, which I did, uh, and, you know, get to know his wife and members of his family. Uh, and I, I, you know, I don't have an explanation for why he trusted me so much, but he did, uh, and, it, and it was um, a, a total honor. Well, I'm glad he did, uh, Chadwick. So you you really go through his life in the book and how he got to be the number one cable news show, uh, and you know some of the things in his life that he's been through to get to the point where people were watching. And now, now when something happens, I'm sure you feel the same way. I. I, I I was saying, I wonder what Tucker would say about this. You know, we get that. How would he have started his show with all that's going on? And it never stops, obviously. So um, is your book available everywhere now? Oh, sure is. Yep. Uh, Amazon, Walmart, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, and um, maybe your your independent bookstore as well. I know that... um, God forbid this happens with your book. I know that O'Reilly sometimes was talking about people would want to put his book in the back because of his political points of view. I hope you're not having that problem. Oh, we're having that problem on a scale you can't imagine. Oh, Uh, God. We're actually dealing with it right now. Um, Amazon uh, asked thousands of customers uh, if they wanted to cancel their order before it even shipped, and then they couldn't respond on their app or their phone. They had to log on to their desktop. They ran out of books on day two, and uh, someone erroneously reported numbers to BookScan, which determines bestseller list, and to make the book look... I mean, we're dealing with all this stuff right now, which conservative books face this all the time. Uh, you know, they, they want to do anything to make the book look like a failure. They want to do anything to keep it off the bestseller list, and they do, and they have uh, really clever and sinister ways of doing that. 
fortunately, we know how many books we've sold. We know how many books have shipped, and uh, we, you know, we know it's doing very well. And, and everyone who's gotten a copy, they're reaching out to me. They 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 love it. Uh, and some people are saying I finished it and I'm reading it again. Uh, so that's really cool to hear. I'm I'm really glad that people are responding positively to it, even if uh, places like the New York Times or Amazon wish that weren't so. Well, we're rooting for it to be a number one New York Times bestseller. I know that really aggravates them. Oh, of course. Yeah, they don't they don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see his face on that bestseller list, I'm sure. Well, I would hope that, um, and I, I know that certainly um, Tucker's going to be around, but I would hope that he would get on another network and uh, do something similar. But knowing him, he's probably working on some something right now, huh? Yeah, I, I just hope he still kind of does uh, a nightly show with those monologues that everyone responded so well to, and that you know mm-hmm. meant a lot to a lot of people. Uh, and I think that, I think the cable news mo- the, the, the format of his show worked so well for him. Uh, he's doing these these long form interviews now. He's putting out occasionally on Twitter, um, and they're they're nice and they're great. But I think people really miss that nightly commentary uh, and. Um, of the format that he was in. So hopefully they'll try to recreate that and in, in what they do next, uh, but I'm not sure exactly how that looks. Uh, Justin, his um, executive producer, has told me that when, when they are finally able to be unleashed from, from Fox, uh, that, that people can count on seeing a lot more Tucker than they ever did on Fox. That was what he told me. Well, that would be good. That would be good. And just one more question, Chadwick, and it's great talking with you today. Was there something that you learned from uh, Tucker that uh, you were totally surprised and something that we never would have dreamt that uh, he's been through in his life? Well, one thing that uh, I kind of knew about, but I didn't have all the details in which I I got into in the book was uh, his mother. So his mother, uh, Lisa Lombardi was her name. She was this California heiress and she abandoned her family when Tucker was six years old. Hmm. She decided she wanted to be a, a bohemian art world groupie and uh, he never saw her again after he was six years old. And uh, she died in uh, 2011 from cancer uh, without him ever seeing her again. Uh, she was big into drugs and alcohol. Oh, my uh, God. And I, I spoke yeah. to people who knew her in, in, in that, during that time of her life, uh, you know, art world people in Los Angeles and places. Uh, so that was something a lot of people don't know. Um, and I got, you know, Tucker to talk about it and his wife to talk about it. Uh, but it's a sort of fascinating part of his life. Um, and, uh, and then also you get to know Dick, his dad, and how, you know, what kind of a father he had to then become. Oh, Chadwick, that's, uh, I know a lot of people looking forward to getting your book. It's a pleasure to speak with you today, and uh, I'll be looking to see if you get to number one in the New York Times. I think you've got a good shot at it. If they let us, I think we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a great pleasure to speak to you, too, Stu. Thank you. All right, Chadwick. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate it. All right. You, too. Chadwick Moore. The book is called Tucker.